<laughs> well, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Charms. I'm Ray, joined with Panther and my co-host. John No. I feel like I'm third in queue. It's like Ray Panther. Third. You can't rub on the mic. You cannot. You can't. Are we doing asthma now? I'm down for that. No, thank you. He's gone. No, no kitty cat ASMR? No. Okay. I don't know where Tiger is, but that man snores, so you might catch that. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a niche out there for like kitty cat ASMR. We just cut that part out and put it on the TikTok. There probably is, considering how like kinky TikTok is. It's nasty. It's nasty. So hello, Auntie Ray. Hello. I feel like you definitely have like Auntie Ray pearls of wisdom this episode. Um, I'm cursing everybody out. Justice for Prue. Justice for Prue. Really? Oh, yes. You think yes. she deserves justice this episode? I feel like I was with Phoebe for a couple of parts there. And I was hurt for her. Yeah. But also, I saw them zip up my mama and nobody put me in therapy. Bruh. Exactly. Speaking of that, speaking of that, because I feel like that goes You know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We are talking about season two, episode eight, P3H2O, original air date. We do that. We typically talk about what what we do this week. I know, I know, but I feel like... We be we get into like a whole banter, and I just want to make sure we do a a proper stamps. I want to make sure we do our proper stamps. So the original air date was December 9th, nineteen ninety nine. The writers were Chris and Zach. The director was John Baring, and you get his full credits on season one, episode sixteen. Which Prue is it? Now go. So what I was saying was, did you just give me the middle finger? No, I did finger guns. Oh. Because when you stop, <laughs> like, I was like, God damn. So early in the episode, um, I was saying, speaking of therapy, I am reading The Spare by Harry, by oh. Prince Harry. And that little boy needed therapy. Oh, my God. So, I was listening to the Chicago soundtrack and Mr. Cellophane came up and I was like, that's who Prince Harry thinks he is. That's who he thinks he is. Cause you can walk right by me. See, he, that's. Hey. I don't even think he he feels like he was cellophane. He just talks about a lot in the book that he was basically used as tabloid fodder to rehab everybody's image, whether it was to rehab the monarchy or rehab his dad dating Camilla, who was the side bitch. You know, when he was married to his mom. You sound mad mom, aggressive right now about that. I am. I am. I just you feel are like. like you know i just i just feel like i understand i mean and i haven't finished it i'm up to the part of his military service but i could a hundred percent understand him killed Mm -hmm. i passed that part but that was crazy too i just feel like i can understand as somebody who has consistently been used as tabloid fodder and to watch it happen to his wife again to be like nah i'm out I'm out. Y'all, y'all did this to my mom. Y'all did this to me. You're not doing it to my wife and child. And, you know, kudos for a man for having some self-reflection and some understanding of what the fuck to was point. going down. To a point. To a point. To a I point. Mean, 
There's I always mean, an asterisk. There's yeah. always an asterisk. Some, some. Uh, I definitely have read the part where he did <laughs> the Nazi costume. <laughs> mm. I mean, and I, I think I've t- I talked about this with someone else who's reading the book, and I was like, you know, understandably, as a teenager. You make dumbass mistakes, but his mistakes were never allowed to be like dumb and swept under the rug. They were just kind of like thrown out there, like Harry's a Nazi. <laughs> I'm not even laughing at that. I'm laughing at um, Chef Way. I was just like, black women make great punching bags, and then went to like, you know, cooking has helped me heal, and it's just like, here's some. You like to like be viral on one of the most Negro <laughs> fried dishes. You know what? West Indians don't play about the oxtail. And mm-hmm. if you're going to represent oxtail, you got to make sure you got your peas and Q's. All right. And ah, got your peas and your rice. Sorry. Peas and carrots. <gasps> So, Sorry, I just had like a. I made myself a breakfast fried rice and it had peas and carrots in it. And mm, was it delicious? It was delicious. It was like with garlic sesame oil and ooh, scrambled eggs and sausage. That sounds good. That does make sense. I'll post good. pictures. Okay. Okay. So, have you. So, that's really all I've done this week is to read. I also signed up for Book of the Month Club. Yeah, you um, said you were going to do that. I did, I did. So I signed up for Book of the Month Club. The first book is What Lies in the Woods. It's a thriller. So I think completely out of something that I would normally read. Because, I mean, if you listen to the earlier episodes, you guys know I love me some smut. <laughs> you are. So I think um, this is going to be completely out of my my uh, comfort zone so that's what i've done this week i've signed up for book of the month club and i am firmly standing on justice for harry and megan <laughs> guys i'm sorry were you i know when you listen to this you're gonna hear the eyes clinking in my glass but she's a drinker auntie ray mm, lemon drops at 3 30 in the afternoon love it so besides being a functioning alcoholic what else have you gotten into this week Mm. Actually, it's been a a crazy week. Um, I went out Wednesday night because mm-hmm. my friend was in town from North Carolina. We went to like Dino BBQ. That was a thing. Then I went to like me and my friends had a tea party last night. So Auntie Ray has been out here in the streets, not watching television. I haven't really watched any television this week either, which is crazy. I know I need to catch up. I'm behind on Yellow. I'm still behind on Yellowstone, and I think I'm one episode behind on Blue Sky. Is it called Blue Sky? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Big Sky. Big, Big Sky. Sky. There we go. But other than that, like no. I haven't really been watching no. anything. Don't oh, come Lord. over here. No. Can I screenshot this? <laughs> Dang it! Thank it was you. too late. <laughs> Hopefully this recording catches it and there might be okay. a still somewhere. 
So season two, episode nine is actually a marked improvement from what we got last week. Yeah, um, I will say that. So let's actually jump into it. So the Peacock summary is, Prue must destroy a water demon to prevent people from drowning at a summer camp. Why are you like this? Why do you always have to be on camera? Because it's not a... We, we had this conversation. I feel like this was on last week's episode where you are not the main character in your own. You life. actually are right. You know what? Do you, Panther. If you fall, you fall. Anyway, <laughs> the um, IMDb summary is the sisters are faced with the demon that killed their mom when it decides to start killing innocents again 20 years after her death. All right. You know, nothing... They're not as egregious as it normally is. <laughs> Any uh, um, quirks before we get started? Nope. We also have the DVD summary. So, Prue must face her greatest fear in order to destroy a watery demon when the sisters revisit the place where their mother suspiciously drowned. In the That's process, a lot. In the process, they meet a mysterious stranger from their mother's past. Dun, dun, dun! That's a lot. That's. I feel like we're over dramatizing the entire. This whole episode was a dramatization, and you know it what? was good. It was a good soap opera. I feel like it was a really good soap opera episode. Mm-hmm. It. I said it in season one. I'm gonna say it in season two. Justice for Prue. Mm-hmm. Like. She did, she did need therapy. She did need therapy. All right. So we can literally just hop right into it. So Do you have the, are we just seeing another synopsis? Did no, we go through? IMDb, yeah. Oh, okay. Peacock my was mommy. one sentence. Was it really? <laughs> Water, demons, sex. I sound like an alcoholic this episode. <laughs> you do sound like an alcoholic this episode. Auntie yeah. Ray is in her feelings. Auntie Ray is a drunk. Hey, man. You're, but you're the fun drunks. You're not going to curse me out. I'm not going to steal have... the soap out your bathroom. Oh, God. <laughs> I have a friend, and every time she got drunk, she would try to make somebody cry. And it would be so, so awkward. And she tried that shit with me. And I was like, bitch, I'm not the one. That This is also the friend who accused our little sister of trying to molest her. Ooh, yeah, the slap bet. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is also the friend who peed on my suede shoes, which to this day I have never replaced. Justice to my suede boots. Well, Auntie Ray's out of her yum yum juice. Do you want me? Do you want to go get some more? No, it's fine. We don't need sure. me slurring. We really don't need me slurring. All right, because so. unlike that friend. I am the friend who gets meaner when they get like drunk once they're like overstimulated to like the 10th degree. Like y'all keep touching me. And when I say something, I'm going to be the wrong person. So like, stop. I feel like this would be good for the episode. You sure you don't want to get another drink though? No, I'm good. You trying to trick me into telling the story and I don't need that. I don't need that. Damn. You know what? (laughs) 
cannot trick me. You see you? You cannot trick me. I'm older now. I'm smarter. I'm wiser. <laughs> You're not going to get that, me. Brittany? <laughs> yes. Scene. Prue is at Camp Skylark. She is standing there looking out at the lake. And she starts remembering her mom's death. And there's a just just a little twinkle of, of a, a little twinkle of tear of water in her eye. It doesn't necessarily like roll down, but it's, it's there. And I just wanted to see for that. So we go into a flashback and we're at Camp Skylark and there's sirens and there's police cars, there's ambulances. And you see their mom on the dock in a body bag. And they, the cop and the medic are talking about like, this is the third drive. This has happened. Nobody has seen it happen. And then you see Prue coming through, which is that the Prue from before? Yes. Okay. This is her second and, or third appearances. Okay. And they're saying, is that her little girl? We don't want her to see her mom like that. And I'm like, it's kind of too late, homie. Like, how did she make it through? Because typically it's like taped off and roped off. How did she make it and nobody caught her? Um, Y'all so, hear the little girl going, mommy, mommy, mommy. Like, did you think that was just something that happens at camp? I mean, probably yes. <laughs> but also, no. There's also a dead body on the dock. Maybe we don't want a kid. Up. So somebody says, are you Prue? Your Graham said we'd find you, which is crazy to Bitch, me. Graham, if you don't get your ass down here and come get me, my mom is dead and you leaving me by myself. Nobody was ever there for this little girl. Oh, <laughs> like Prince Harry. Um, so they end up taking her back inside, and she's screaming, "Mommy!" as they're carrying her back off the dock, and they're zipping up uh, her mom in the body bag. Ah, oh. and then the flashback ends, and then you see Prue just wiping those couple of like tears off her face, looking like a bad bitch because her outfit yet again was amazing. All Prue wears is halter top. She like and low rise jeans. I remember in like it had to be like summer two thousand six, and I was like the polo queen. I had polos <laughs> in every color, and I feel like Prue have like halters. Last week she was in a lime green halter. Now she's in like a blood red halter. Like ma'am is like she changed halters like three times that day. I was like okay. <laughs> She was like, wait, before I go and kill this bitch, let me change again. I was like, we don't have time for this, Prue. There is no time to change. But she did. And I feel like anybody who can take a moment to make sure you look on point when you go kill demons or deal with whack-ass men has a point with me. Sit right with me. I feel like she was like, "Mm, I got too much booby sweat on this one. Let me change my shirt real quick. Because you know, halters. I understand that. It's, and she's like, she's wearing like knitted halters on top of that. They're not even like <laughs> cotton. They're like knitted you halters. Know, I would be so overstimulated in that because it would just be like, it's too hot. I'm hot. I'm dying. <laughs> so her phone rings and it's Piper, and she's lying to Piper about where she is. She's telling Piper that traffic's insane and she's caught in traffic. And Piper's like, well, some guy from Buckland's call, you're supposed to be in a state sale. And where the hell are you and my car? So that leads me, did they never fix 
her car when she got to that car accident in season one? No, they had to because when she, like, Phoebe and Piper eventually go there. We'll get, like, later in the episode, she has to go to Buckland's, then go to, um, then meet them at the thingy. So I'm assuming Phoebe had her car and she just okay. borrowed Piper's. That, you know what? That makes way more sense. You know what? That does. That does. So as she, she's talking to Piper, the phone beeps on the other line. Um, well, the phone beeps for Piper on the other line. And it's Dan. And I love Dan. <laughs> so, oh. Knowing I that Dan, Dan is Piper's true love in another life, just always just makes me so, like, makes me so mad because fuckboy Leo is back. And, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Prue cracks it like you guys are 25 feet away. So there's really no need for a phone. Y'all could just have like two cans and some string and make it work. And I was like, oh, they're so cute thing together. Else. They are so cute. So Prue ends up hanging up the phone. Um, and as she's hanging up the phone, there's a guy in a canoe and the water starts bubbling up and the water. I don't know if you took a note of, and I've never been to camp, so maybe this is what camp water looks like. But um, it was like green and yellow. Is, camp water is lake water, which is not like clear. That, that's that's what camp. That's what camp water looks like. That looks like that I'm the gonna person get who like wants to sleep away camp. Eating. I did not go to sleepaway camp, and that looks like flesh eating bacteria. I was like, why y'all even getting anywhere near this? This is disgusting. This see, that's how you know I'm such a city girl. I was like, ew. Okay. <laughs> it's like, why are we getting anywhere near this water? But anyway, the water starts bubbling. Crew <laughs> tries to get there, and the guy ends up falling into the water. And bye-bye, guy. Um, why are you laughing? Well, not just well, he falls into the water and Prue's like trying to go to save him. And some guys just like, no! You can't do it. You can't read from the book. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was a mummy reference that I quote way too often. Way too often. Yeah. So, hey, it he, applies so she to tells so many Prue, things. It does. <laughs> she tells him to call 911, but when she looks back to see where he is, he gone. gone. He and then it was the opening credits. And what did you have as a song? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had. <laughs> Let There Be Love by Orbit Monkey. And I believe you had... Monkey. Yep. I believe you had I Love You by Sarah McLaughlin. Yep. In the arms. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. When you were like, I'm a city girl. And I was like, I'm a little bit country. Because I love (laughs) summer camp. I I never went to summer camp. I tried to put, I tried to put my young, my, oh, now he's not even my youngest, my eldest in summer camp. And he was like, what is this? What am I supposed to do here? They want me to I be active. I love sleepaway camp. They taught us how to like cook chicken in the, in like the wilderness. Well, the crazy um, part is he did not like summer camp, but he is fully invested into being a boy scout and he is going on sleepaway camp. This will be his like fourth camp. And I was like, kudos to you, my brother, because I am not sleeping on nobody's floor in the middle of nobody's woods. I don't Well, care. no, we had cabins. 
It was like oh, no, they have tents. It was like the Lindsay Lohan um, parent trap where we actually had camp. I mean, like cabins, and it was like the girls' cabin and the boys' cabin. I hope she posted. You should see the twinkle in her eye as she talks about summer camp. <laughs> oh. Oh my god! It, yo, summer camp was like the best two weeks of my life. Yo, every She's time like, I, like reminiscing. Yo, every time I tell people I like horse racing, horse racing and sleepaway camp, they just look at me like, "Who even are you, bro?" <sighs> haters. <laughs> so the haters are back in the manor. <laughs> <laughs> And Piper's on the phone talking to Dan, and they're having breakfast cereal together. They're having Fruit Loops together. And I was like, oh my gosh. I like. No, she's having like Raisin Bran, and he's having Fruit Loops. Because <laughs> she's like, I can't believe you eat that. <laughs> and Phoebe is like, you guys are killing me with the cuteness. And Piper's like, if you don't go and like do something, but, okay. anything. But you came here. I was down here eating my breakfast by my damn self. You came down here. You came in my space. So I'll give that to Phoebe. It's it's Phoebe though. Like, go do something. Go do something. So we do actually well, get a volunteer. Place. So she's just getting her breakfast and before she goes, she probably gave that up. She was like, "Ah, I can't do this no more." You know, she only holds a job for one episode. We will never hear about her candy striping ever again, ever. <laughs> so we do have a Jenny reference. He asked. Piper, if tomorrow when Jenny's at school, if they can have breakfast for real. We know Jenny not at school. Jenny is dead in the in the backyard. No, she's back in Saudi Arabia with her <laughs> with her parents. So Piper says she'll take what she can get, and Phoebe's like, eh. And then Prue shows up. And we have a and situation. Like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. She said, um, Phoebe's asked, you know, why are you here? You told Piper that you were heading into the office. And Prue was like, things have changed. And again, here they go, cock blocking on Piper's romance. I just feel like if we could get one day where there are no monsters, we can make this. We but we wouldn't have an episode. Happen. I would take a full episode with, I mean, it, it, I mean, we're going to get there, but I would take a full episode with Piper and Dan. And I hate the episode that we do get with Piper and Dan, but I would take a full episode of Piper and Dan. Because they're so cute with his little butt chin. <clears throat> I understand why he grew a beard. You know what? <laughs> Calvin, you don't hurt me, Calvin. You hurt my heart. Uh, <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> you and Nova should have made it. Y'all should They didn't make it. They didn't make it. Oh yeah, sorry, guys. Spoiler for Queen. Damn. Trinity. Damn. <laughs> they didn't make it. I mean, I, mean I, just, I just feel like after you let your homeboy spit in your girl face, there, there's really no coming back from exactly. That. Like, come on now. He was married with like three kids. He's gonna come back, and that's not even a spoiler. That's like the first episode. So. <laughs> He, he look. He was a cop. He had a beard. He was white. If that is not the definition of fuckboy, I don't know. What it is. Yo, Nova was over here being <laughs> Mrs. Umar. <laughs> Yo, Nova though was like the queen hotep, and it makes perfect sense that she would date a white man. <laughs> okay, she but would you know date she a did? white cop, a white Nolans cop at that. Like, come on, <laughs> it makes sense. But 
But I feel like because they didn't make it, I feel like Nova has saved herself from a life of domestic violence. And I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> Thank you. But like, yeah, she found herself a Nolan's cop. And when you're just fighting for like black people's rights, how can your partner be a man with a badge, a white man with a badge at that? I mean, that makes sense. That, But like I said, it makes sense that she would date, as Queen Hotep, that she would date a white cop. <laughs> like, Word. it didn't surprise me. Nova was out here selling weed, preaching Black Lives Matter, and then cozying up next look. <laughs> Dr. Uma would be disgusted. Disgusted. <laughs> Yo, guys, if you see me in the comments section saying, I beg your pardon, please know I'm saying that like Dr. Umar. Please know. Like... <laughs> I will admit, though, I follow the Dr. Umar no context, no context um, Twitter page, and that should be having me dying because it's just so random. Yo. And then he be stitching. It's perfect. It's perfect. You know, it's just something about him being like, I beg your pardon, just going full into the mic and camera. That, like, I don't know why. Like, yo, if there were ever two buttons I want to like have as my staples, that was easy button. It would be the Dr. Umar, I beg your pardon, and Monique's, you're a dummy bitch. You'll never be smart. Those two buttons. <laughs> Those two buttons. Because honestly, I'm tired of talking to people. I'm tired of saying things. I just want to hit the button and just be like, you a dummy, bitch. You will never be smart. But but also I feel like you all see like that for those in New York, that funk master flex button every time he drops the bombs. Me. Yo, this is why you like share your feelings. You know, don't use tact. Just say what's on your heart. What's on my heart will literally have you saying suicide is painless and going down the river instead of across the street or jumping out a car. <laughs> Not doing this with you. <laughs> What would you give me? <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> I don't even know how you're gonna segue back into this shit. <laughs> I don't know, like what I'm supposed to be editing. So, like specifically in my head, I have like okay, I know I have to cut that out, so I know to segue before that. But we have gotten so off the rails that I don't know how I'm gonna make this shit work. The edit is gonna be so fucking choppy. <laughs> Oh, life is a highway, but I'm gonna ride it all night long. But you know what? She wasn't on. She was not on that highway. Prue was at the lake with her <laughs> sister's car. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm gonna get into this whole like the cold open and everything once we get into the other segment. Yo, I am crying. <laughs> you like my eyes burn because I am crying. 
Oh, yo, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, you guys have no idea what got cut out. And I just needed to. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You good? You good? Absolutely you good? the fuck not. But you know what? We're going to soldier on. I'm going to continue. So, Prue finally comes clean that um, she wasn't on the freeway. She was at the lake and she saw somebody drown. And I just feel like the first thing, I mean, Phoebe says it. She goes, like, the lake as in the lake where mom was killed. But nobody says, hey, are you okay? You just saw somebody. Cause nobody cares. Because nobody cares. But I just feel like, bro, you just saw somebody drown 20 years after you watched your mom's body get zipped up. My first response was like, bitch, you told me you were stuck in traffic with my car, but you were chilling at the lake. <laughs> Piper, priorities. Priorities. But a man wrote this, so that makes sense. Two men wrote this, so. So Prue admits that sometimes she goes to the lake just to think. And here come Phoebe. Well, you never told us that. I don't have to tell you every fucking thing I do, bitch. I don't have to. Like Apparently you do. What if you're in danger and we don't know where you are? You have to communicate where you are. <laughs> oh, I am a I'm chaotic so mess Phoebe. this episode. I'm, I'm so ooh. sick of Phoebe. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of Phoebe. <laughs> so anyway, so Prue is like, she didn't want to make a big deal out of the fact that like, sometimes I sit by the lake and I let one tear just curl up in my eye duct and let it roll down gently my cheek. It's none of your business what I do. Um, so she does admit like, it's not about mom, which it is. Last week was about dad. This week it's about mom. Uh, Man, she said forget she's... when you can't come up with like an actual storyline. Parental <laughs> issues always work. It does. That's, Y'all that's are true. so rude. So this episode is going to have a lot of like weird feedback because Tiger and Panther are using their scratching posts as you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so. She tells them that she saw somebody get pulled over. She tried to help them. I know we were talking about cops before. You said pulled over. (laughs) That's the son of the police. (laughs) She saw somebody get pulled under. She tried to help him, but this man was like, nope, it's already taken him. And they're like, well, what happened? Do you think he knows what happened? And Prue is like, well, I got to go to Buckland's first and then we can go handle this. And I'm like, you know, a girl that takes care of her business because only one of y'all seems to be Somebody got to keep here. this job. You right? Right? Wh- what happened to P3? What? Where is P3? Have- they still coasting off that Dishwalla hookup, all right? They don't need to I be there right now. She's like, fuck P3. I got me some dick. Some technically live-in dick because he's right next door. So... She says he never makes it past the threshold, so he maybe they haven't never. had sex. Just a tip. Oh! <laughs> I am disgusted. Just disgusted. So, uh, Phoebe says, well, aren't you missing the point? How can you think that whatever you saw didn't have something to do with what mom died? And Prue is all... Prue is very moody this episode, which... Is understandable, but she is like 
you need to stop worrying about the past and start dealing with the present because they're reopening the camp. And when they reopen the camp, I have questions about that. So we find out Daryl. Where the bumper cleat is Daryl? People are dying and (laughs) there is not a cop in sight. There are no. bodies piling up. Well, there are bodies well, sinking in the streets. <laughs> which is why there's no need for death. It was ain't no what no murder, nobody. Like you can't. You right, you right. You right. You can't there's it. no can't, crime if you can't, can't find a body. Right. You must have quit. <laughs> Wait, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Okay, okay. I was getting I was getting kind of crazy. Okay. <laughs> so we find out that. The camp has been closed for the last 20 years. They closed it the summer that mom died. And no one has been allowed in the lake since. Because if there's something in it, the last thing that we need is a lake full of kids. And I'm just like, fuck them kids. Fuck them. You know what? All you needed was a spiritual Baptist church, some Florida water, a lot of candles, and a lot of... in the water. Wait in the water, children. Sorry. Now <laughs> twerking to wave in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. She's popping the titties. Oh, yo, you got a laugh to keep from crying. You know what I mean? You going to hell? I'm saying you know that now. You you going to hell? So they're going to go back to the camp. So they talk about how they're going to find the guy that stopped them. And then they're going to go speak to Mrs. Johnson because she's the person who used to run the camp. And we find out that Prue has been in contact with Miss Johnson because she's still there. Same cabin. Um, and Prue leaves and she goes to Buckland's. And Phoebe and Piper again are talking about her behind her back. And she says, um, Phoebe says, do you really think the things that she saw has nothing to do with how mom died? And First of all, Prue storms into this office with ah, like a bad bitch. Pure main character energy, cape flowing, hair flowing, sunglasses popping. So Prue walks in and sitting at her desk is Jack. Hooray, he's back. Uh, and yeah. he officially signed his Buckland's contract and he is sharing an office with Prue. That doesn't make any sense. You see the size of Buckland's. Their name is on the building. Why would they need to share an office? Why? It don't make no God-given sense. Because, like, if your office space ain't ready, guess who don't have to come to work? I will (laughs) not be working until you have a space for me to work. But anyway, this scene needs to happen for whatever fucking reason they said it was temporary until his office is ready but to me it's like you tell me there's no offices in there and also why did not Prue get moved to Texas to Rex's office because I feel like she single-handedly saved Buckland's exactly those are two offices that are we know for sure are available Rex and Hannah so who's in that office Who's in Rex's office? Who's in Hannah's office? Why we have to share an office? It'll make no bum-a-clot sense. <laughs> so, so we also find out that Jack is still trying to date Prue. And he's really kind of only working there because she won't date If you can... This is so creepy. Ugh. It's like, not... He's... Ugh. 
He's not endearing. Like every time he talks, I just want to punch him in the mouth because he's not endearing at all. <laughs> and he's user. Uh, like all right. Like I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to pick up what I'm putting down. I'm not gonna say it because I'm not gonna say it fully. So hopefully you can pick up what I'm putting down. Remember how you felt about Cyrus being second husband? Mm-hmm. That's what's bothering me with Jack. And like, hi, yay, 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 bro. <sighs> Why are you here? Where is your scooter? <laughs> I did not like Cyrus as being second. There was just, I mean, just so many things. Ah. Oh. Exactly. And it's like, there's so many things. He's not even a well-written character. No. Like, he's supposed to be Mr. eBay. And like, sorry to break into you, Mr. eBay is not Jack. Mr. eBay is more like William from Girlfriends, that nerdy motherfucker. It's not Jack. It's not. I feel like from personal experience, it's either a Jewish man or William from Girlfriends. Like, like Jack is the nerdy person who did really, really well on eBay and got money and I don't know how to act. And instead of like create taking the time to create a personality, he felt like his money was gonna create that personality for him. Like, at least Jeff, like like he owns mortuaries. He has a chain of mortuaries. He ain't never gonna be broke. He's so weird. Like, they whole family I mean, is weird. You his brother is Jack. Like, like ugh. Ugh. But, but at least, like, he has, he takes one has a personality. She's wearing. The fact that he's wearing tight red shorts and she's wearing her halter top. wearing board shorts. Like, he, it's literally surfing at noon, office on Zoom, on top. Yeah. Yeah. It is legitimately the COVID um uniform for Zoom. <laughs> so I, maybe he was on to something. Cause I, literally I, but like what makes it worse is that you thought that that was a good idea. You thought that like showing up to Bucklands in your Tevia with your red um <laughs> weekender shirt shorts. <laughs> And like a suit top was gonna make everything better, bro. If I was Bucklands, I would have rescinded my fucking offer. Could you right imagine there. on his first day and he's walking through the halls wearing that? I just, ugh, who is that? That's you. Looks like you drinking whiskey. I know you're not. You know Wait, what would make this apple that... juice better? Some apple brandy. Ooh. Do you have apple brandy? I do have apple brandy. Would you like to go get apple brandy? No. Um. You're trying to get me drunk, all right? (laughs) You are acting like a white lighter, and we will get to it when we get to it. Uh, I'm just going to move really quickly past the scene. So Prue was like, don't touch my shit. I got stuff to do. And I'll be back. And he ends up, like, falling off... I don't like this man. He ends up leaning back so far that he falls backwards off the chair and that kind of wraps up the scene. The scene is only good for how like it ends with uh, 
crew going, like your dismount can use some work. And <laughs> giggity. Giggity. So we're at the lake and um, it's Phoebe and Piper and Mrs. Johnson. And Mrs. Johnson has a plate of cookies. And it's, oh. And they're giving well, me everything. They're looking at pictures. Um, momento, por favor. Mrs. Johnson is pay- played by Pat Crowley. Her first credit is in 1950. Jesus. But we've seen her in Bonanza, The Twilight Zone, Columbo, Happy Days, Charlie's Angels, Fantasy Island, Dynasty, Murder, She Wrote, Frasier, Merrill's Place, General Hospital, Friends, 90210, The Bold and the Beautiful, The Closure, at, sorry, The Closer, and <laughs> Cold Case. Is she still alive? Probably not. I'm like zoomed up all in your nose now. Sorry, um, I need to charge my laptop. I had to reconfigure things because I was recording, and then that meant not keeping my laptop charged. And now it's dying. You guys don't care about that. Anyway, continue. So she hands, um, she hands Phoebe a plate. Oh, she excuse me. She hands Piper a plate of cookies. And Phoebe's looking at the pictures, and she's like, look at little Prue. Nice pigtails, Piper. And Phoebe is kind of reminiscing about the fact that she didn't get to go to camp with you guys, and that's not fair. And I feel like... Prue was seven, Piper was four, and you were two. So, like, womp, womp, womp. And, like, would you want the camp to reopen after your mom died, bro? Right. Did you want to like reminisce and like have fun at the camp your mom died? Like, ooh, this is the lake my mama died in. Mm. This is a doctor. They put her dead body. <laughs> Prue, is this where she was laying down? Like, shut your dumb ass up. Seven and four, like, that's not really young to go to sleepaway camp. It is, because I was definitely like. 12. That definitely sounds like a fuck them kids moment, especially with earlier with the flashback. I mean, maybe your gram said to come get you. (laughs) I mean, depending on the tax bracket, maybe not. But like, also, this was also what, like the 70s? Yeah. So Right, they just left them kids. They'll come inside whenever (laughs) they feel like it. Mrs. Johnson was probably smoking cigarettes in front of them kids. Like, all right, time for the campfire, fellas. Like, so Miss Johnson said that she was thinking about opening up the camp again, but because of the other the drowning that happened, um, she can't ask the swimmers to go into the lake. So keep that in mind. That Miss Johnson It's so wild that nobody ever really investigated or like really thought like you okay, you watch Supernatural now, so you know you know what you about to pick up what I'm putting down. Okay. But like the fourth body, Sam and Dean would have been like, uh-uh, there will not be a fifth. There's actually an episode with the drowning. <laughs> They're like, there will not be another one. Yeah. With Fred from Angel. Mm-hmm. I like, like that. the whole the whole thing is just like it's just weird though. She's like, yo, I can't be liable for this shit. <laughs> and that was it. Like 20 years was enough. Graham didn't do any investigation. The powers. Like, you wouldn't want to avenge your daughter's death. Graham didn't even come get her her grandchild. 
What are you talking about? Avenge her daughter's death. She, some random dude was like, yo, your grandmother told me to come get you. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know what? To be fair, to be fair. No, I can't even say that. Because who was she going to call? Victor was in there. So who was she going to call? Ghostbusters. Sam and Dean. Yeah. No, she would have called like your dad, John. She just, I just. John and Patty she, definitely had sex. I don't know how we always That's, end up talking about who's dating <laughs> who on this show. I'm just saying, imagine it. When the, like. Sicily. <laughs> like, the drownings first happen, and John comes into town to investigate, and Patty's a witch already on the scene, and he's just like. I got two families. Want to make it a third? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my girls need a father. (laughs) He was such a bad dad, too. No, he took Adam to baseball games. You right. You right. There's root, root, root for the home. Sorry. You right. He was just a bad dad to Sam and Dean. Poor, yo, justice for Dean. He beat the shit out of Dean for Sam running away. You know, every time I think about like how Dean, like how Dean's story ends, it just makes me so mad. Like he ain't deserved none of that. None of that. <laughs> Yo, I was so sick because I watched it. Like, huh? Oh, all right, COVID, you done did me dirty, but here we are. And I'm just like, this? What the? A nail? A fucking nail? From a vampire that we haven't even seen in like 14 seasons? Fuck y'all. It was Sorry. just so, this is, this is a you know, like there was so many ways that he could have died, and that's what we got. And this bitch, this demon blood bitch, got to <clears throat> honestly, if I'm being like, we could have ended it at the episode where they wish for their dad to come back. And then they have like that one last family dinner. Yeah. We could have ended it right there. Mm-hmm. We could have, but no, they want to drag it out and give us this fucking mess. Yeah. It was, it was but back, back. back to life. Yeah. Back so in weirdo life. men who don't take care of their children, uh, we find out that the crazy man that she sees, foreshadowing, um, is Sam. And Sam is a weirdo. He does not have his life together. He's not wired properly. Is what pause, Mrs. pause, 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 pause. Was Sam paying Mrs. Johnson rent? Because why would you just have this hobo on your land? Sam was paying Mrs. Johnson penis. Okay. You know he what? Showed up. He shows up after the drownings. He never leaves. He has this random place. And he's just chilling. He lives in the shack. He lives in like Patrick Swayze's loft from Dirty Dancing. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Anyway. <laughs> is it, 
So Mrs. Johnson, I feel like kind of a I took well, it actually. Hold on, hold on. Oh, we, we have to. I haven't even give Sam his credits yet. <laughs> I think we do it like when he like really fleshed out, like his next his next showing. I figured that's when it would come in. And that's fine. Let me get it out the way because I'll forget again. <laughs> so Sam is played by Scott Jack. We've seen him in Remington Steel, Designing Women, NYPD Blue, The Pretender, Party of Five, Nash Bridges, ER. This is his first of three appearances on Charm, which, oh God, they all try to make this dumbass fucking storyline make sense because it doesn't. It doesn't. Anyway, Prison Break, Boardwalk Empire, Elementary, The Good Fight, Chicago Fire, Madam Secretary, and The Blacklist. Is he a bad guy on The Blacklist? I don't watch The Blacklist. You have to tell me. I don't remember. You know, my brain is shit. So Mrs. Johnson kind of sort of accuses Sam of the drownings. She says, you know, with someone like that, you have to wonder what he's capable of. And Piper and Phoebe kind of look at each other. And I'm like, but he's been here for two decades and hasn't done anything to you. Like, such a and if you feel like you're concerned that he's capable of something, why would you let him? Stay. Stay. He had all right. He was using that date rape drug on Mrs. Johnson. I'ma just say it. I'ma just say it. Not the date rape drug. Leo refers to it as a Mickey. It's a date rape drug. Of all the references he could have used, he called it a Mickey. Not the date rape drug. I mean, like, I know, but it's Leo. Like, <laughs> Leo knows. Again, it's, why was Leo referring to it as a Mickey? You supposed to be a good boy, right? You supposed to be one of the good ones. But you calling it a Mickey? Come on. I mean, but you know when good ones, are they really good? You know he's gotten friend zoned a lot over the years. <laughs> like... <laughs> I watched this episode yesterday and I watched it today for to pull content and it really hit me. I was like, he said it's like a supernatural Mickey. So that means y'all been dusting bitches for centuries. <laughs> Nobody's safe. Absolutely nobody is safe. So Prue shows up and she ends up, she's like, doing her soap opera staring at the lake just you know being moody Prue uh, the, th- the other two girls and Mrs. Johnson walk up to her and Mrs. Johnson's like I do remember you Prue it's so good to see you and she's like you look more and more like your mom every day and Prue's facial expression was Sydney <laughs> Fair if the last image I have of my mama is her getting zipped up don't tell me that. Just don't. Especially seeing therapy. that she never got therapy for that. Crooney's therapy. So she says it's actually Piper She's who resembles her. Who cares? <laughs> and they sit in like this awkward silence for a couple of seconds. And Phoebe's like, I think that people see a lot, a little of her in each Boy. of us. <laughs> All right, so we haven't given you guys trauma, so I'll give you some trauma. 
when my dad died, I ran into one of my mom's friends and she was like, oh, I heard your dad died. I mean, I heard your uncle died. And I was like, no, that was definitely my dad who died. And she was like, oh, well, same difference. And that's... Bro, you're lying. I'm dead ass. You're lying. West no Indians way. are the worst people you will ever meet. Who the fuck says same difference to that? You're lying. Like, what do you say to that? I walked away because I almost punched her. So, oh my god. It was like two days after he died, too. So it was like, dog, the wound is fresh. Bro, did you tell your mom? Yeah, and she was like, she's a crazy person. You don't have to take that to heart. Then lock her ass the fuck up. Don't have her out here in these streets. Why do Caribbean people always blame, like, people's rudeness for some sort of mental instability oh you know she not wrapped too tight it's okay no this bitch about to get fucked up Todd, stop coming out of her mouth <laughs> like now if i punched her in the face it'd be like oh i'd be wrong you you got that demon in you you can't act so right right they always oh old caribbean people are always like oh my god <laughs> You know she not wrapped too tight. So, you know she not there. No. I you see know, that woman you, every so often, and I be wanting to like, yo, I just be wanting to like just jab her real quick. Just trip her, just trip her, trip her. Trip I feel her. like I can get away with a jab because if she fall and break her hip, then that's like actual assault. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> not legally. <laughs> you right, you're right. You gonna be like that guy? Did you hear about that story? When like, this old white guy was um, harassing this black dude who was working and just throwing like racial slurs at him, and he was like, "Homie, if you keep it up, I'm gonna knock you the fuck out." And he knocked the <clears throat> fuck out, and dude hit the floor and died. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. No. And he got arrested and he got charged with like manslaughter. But I'm like, thing. I'm like, bro, you came to my store. I was gave you a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I think so, yeah. No, but did you hear the guy about the father who drove who drove his Tesla off the cliff with his wife and kids in there and everybody survived? But and then the the, the neighbors are like, he was such a great guy. He loved his family. Clearly he did not. Clearly <laughs> he did not. Like, could you imagine? I said See, I could never let let somebody like, oh, you know your neighbor just look, there was something wrong about him, okay? I, I don't say stuff about people and I just mind my business, but it makes sense. I knew I knew something wasn't right when he was out here. <laughs> he was out here vacuuming the grass. I mm, I knew he wasn't wrapped too tight then. I just didn't think He's he was gonna so hurt his family. Mad if this man tries to take me out and my neighbors are like, but he loved his wife and family. You no, he did. Four has actual footage of us being airlifted off this cliff. Loved who? Yo, y'all make up some story. Shit, <laughs> y'all better make up something. Don't be paying y'all. 
You know what every news story where the guy so there's been like in the past month there have been like four stories of men either succeeding or trying to take out their entire family. So the one that so one happened and they just had the funeral for him for him because he took out his family, took out himself. And they were like, if they said something nice about him. And then for her, they were like, if there wasn't strong gun laws, she would have been able to have a gun to protect herself. Word. That's what you took from this. That's that's what you took from this. That's yeah. Bro. not the fact that your brother in law took out his, your sister and her kids, but the fact that maybe if we had really, sh- which first of all, our gun laws are already shitty. Like, what do you mean strong gun laws, bro? <laughs> Well, maybe if you don't <sighs> listen. If you take me out, to start, how many women to start just having cherry pits on them at all times? Oh, Some right? Ghana. Apricot mm. is better, but you ain't hear that for me. No. Okay. Practical magic isn't just a movie. <laughs> Apricot has more than cherries. Anyway, so back to <laughs> Sam being a failure, and not Sam from Supernatural. But he's also a failure. So maybe I feel like what WB maybe, was like, if your name is Sam, it means something around here. I was just about to say that. Mm, it's foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Piece of shit with additional mm, additional families out there. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. I don't think this Sam, <laughs> I don't think this Sam is a piece of shit though. He just is weird. So Mrs. He's Johnson basically tells the girls by. And she says that she gets lonely. So if they ever want to stop by, she's all for it. But uh may not be happening to Mrs. Johnson. So why couldn't uh, that have waited? Why couldn't what have waited? She heard the the sign bumping against the dock, and that's how she got that's how she drowned. Like, girl, I ain't fooling out with no sign. Absolutely not. <laughs> Y'all better come. We'll we'll get there. So um, Prue and Piper are talking about Jack basically and Phoebe fills Prue in on the fact that Sam uh, is right here on the property but then our dear friend Jack calls Prue and <laughs> I do like this Jack says how's my favorite auctionette and Prue says how's my favorite auction ass and I was like good one pew pew it was cute giggity giggity um we find out that Prue actually has a 12 o'clock lunch with Mr. Fujimoto. And Mr. she's not the Your typical Japanese name. Right? <laughs> and Jack said that he was going to take care of her client and then hangs up on her. And I feel like Prue's response isn't a typical... I just feel like the type A personality that we're used to, she's just like, oh, I just don't know what his, what his problem is. And that's I feel it. Like this Prue is trying to disassociate season. and failing. She's over here trying to like, all right, I gotta deal with work. I gotta deal with like this demon. I gotta deal with my mom's like reliving my mom's death. I gotta like, I can't be here mentally, and she ain't paying attention, or it's just she's just not there mentally. Okay, that's why she's focusing on Jack versus like her job, the larger thing. Yeah. Okay. Jack is an easy person to defeat or take 
like on Panther, so you are absolutely she says out loud that she can't this. figure out <laughs> what this guy's deal is and piper says that we were going to ask you the same thing because everybody some everybody anytime somebody compares you to mom you flinch like it's not a curse it's a compliment and she says it scares her that she feels like she's turning into mom and when I say she was taking shots, though, she says, look at her and look at me. I have no successful relationship with guys being responsible for our family. And they pause. And what pisses me off is that the camera goes to Piper, but not Phoebe. Word. That's how you feel. And you wanted me to have a second drink. Are you crazy? That's what's been sitting on your chest the last two seasons. <laughs> Damn. Mm, I see. I, I I'm not gonna argue with you ever, ever, ever. You got that. Whatever, whatever. Be making you feel good. I am a Libra sun and an Aries moon. <laughs> Y'all don't want this shit. So Prue is like, look, it's definitely not a coincidence. And but right now, I'm just trying to find Sam. We need to figure out what he knows about the demon and vanquish it and get on with our lives. And so now we see Mrs. Johnson, who knows that there have been drownings. Who knows that the drownings happen in the lake? Who knows that, like, we don't know why these drownings happen? And she's taking, which doesn't make any sense to me. Is she taking it down or is she fixing it? Because why would she take down the welcome campers? So I guess, like, she, remember, they were closing the camp since the park ranger died. And then the sign was, like, thumping against the dock. So it was catching her attention. But, like, why that, like, girl, ain't nobody coming up. Why are you doing this by yourself? <laughs> she tries to, so the, the there's a boat and it's hitting the dock because it's not like tied to the dock properly. And she tries to tie it up and then the water starts bubbling and some guy jumps. <laughs> he jumps out of the water. He lands on the dock. He grabs Mrs. Johnson and like flings her into the water. <laughs> you are tackling. <laughs> Because he yeets her. He yeets her into the water. <laughs> like, he didn't, like, he didn't grab, he didn't grab her and, like, jump back into the water with her. He, like, picks her up and, like, flings her into the water. <laughs> it just happened so quickly. I was like, oh, my God. So, Mrs. Johnson will not be having Bro. tea dates with the girls because Mrs. Johnson is dead. So sorry to that. Rest in peace. Sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So now um, the girls have found out where Sam's place is. And they go in through. Before we begin to that. So they walk in and Phoebe goes, be very, very quiet. We're hunting demons. And it was. It's supposed to be cute and cheeky and overfuddish. It was really cringy. I was not for it. Um, stay, he's I mean, not there. And they start going through all of his shit. They find a picture of their mom. And they're like, oh, what is he doing with the picture of her? And they find stupid. newspapers. And they, they notice that he has an article on every single drowning of the lake. Piper finds a certificate. And it looks like one that you printed off of Microsoft Word when you were younger. They didn't like, even soak it in tea. That's so they annoying. They did nothing. It literally looks like they ran it off the printer that morning. But the certificate says New York teacher hey, of the hey, year, Sam did Wilder. The, did y'all make the thingy? Oh, no, nah, shit. 
oh well the the camera angle anyway they'll think it's dark that's what they probably <laughs> thought right we are watching it on higher quality tvs so um we find out that the guy over 100 years old and the first thing that they come up with is that he's a demon and Prue is like a demon named Sam like are we sure that he's not like a junior junior like that's not his grandfather's certificate because he did save Prue and then that's the last we've seen of him he hasn't like been malicious so and like hold up Leo is like a hundred when he got shot with that fucking um Hotep's arrow he told Viper, we <laughs> Hotep's arrow is the gym class heroes remix that I need. <laughs> anyway, um he told Piper his whole life story about him being in like World War Two and yada yada yada. So you already know old men exist because you boinking one and in love with one. Stop acting stupid. <laughs> So, um, I'm not even going to I mean, I feel like maybe they weren't thinking about that. Because right now, like, are we really thinking about Leo? Or are we thinking about having breakfast with your boo next door? We're not really thinking about Leo. No, that's fine and fair. But I'm also like, girl, this, this isn't such a coincidence or, like, so out of the norm that you can't explain it. Yes. Tell her. Drag her. <laughs> So Piper opens up a drawers and she finds letters and she went to go tell the girls that she found the letters and then Leo orbs in. And first of all, I haven't seen you in weeks. We are not on good speaking terms. Don't just be orbiting in here and tell me what the fuck I need to do. Okay? Slow it down and explain yourself. He automatically orbs in and is like, we need to go before Sam can be back. Let's go. And they're like, who is Sam? And he's like, we need to go. And Prue was like, bitch, we don't like you right now. You were not going anywhere with you. Who the hell is Sam? And that's when we find out that Sam was their mom's white lighter. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And when their mom died, Sam had clipped his wings. And so he's mortal. But at one point in time, he was a white lighter who looked after their mom. And Phoebe's like, and then he lost our mom. And I just want to say, are we really going to sit here and act? No. Are we really going to sit here and act like Leo has done a great job at being a white lighter? I don't really see Leo half the time. Where are you at? You be with your other charges. Right, like other hoes using miracle dust. <laughs> so you say that Leo is like the Bill Cosby of the white lighters? I'm saying that all white lighters got a little Bill Cosby in them. Why was why did Sam hold them? Why <laughs> would hold on? Why did Sam hold on to the dust? Why does Leo know about the dust? If you clipped your wings. Why are you holding on to magical things? I don't know. Exactly. I don't have an answer for that. Well, I mean, he could have clipped his wings because he no longer wanted to have charges because, you know, she died. But he could still and you don't want, want to fall in love with another himself. one. Oh, wow. No, that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> 
That's not where I was going with that at all. I just felt like he was like heartbroken. I didn't want to have to like deal with the loss of another charge. Not, hmm, I might fall in love and get my dick wet again. Like that's not where I was going with that. So that's why I'm like Phoebe being all aggressive all of a sudden to the fact that like their mom. I'm just like, y'all white lighter ain't the greatest either. Like. Let's not forget that we find these men dying on the battlefield. They're not the best of the best, okay? Yo, white lighters. <laughs> I'm side-eyeing y'all. Y'all supposed to be the good guys. <laughs> so, Piper is upset because he's like, you knew that our mom had a white lighter. You knew that he was still living. You knew that he was super close and you ain't say nothing. And Leo was like, I one, I couldn't tell you and nothing would have changed. Y'all might've gotten killed because y'all ran up here acting stupid because neither one of y'all can rub two nickels to make a dime when it comes to common sense. So no, we held, we withheld that information because y'all don't know how to act when y'all get emotional. And I thought that was fair. I thought that was fair. You know what? He said y'all has... Prue tells Phoebe to kind of shut the fuck up. This isn't about their mom. And it's really not about Sam. It's about a demon who is trying to kill all these kids that have just shown up for summer camp. And Piper goes, but Mrs. J isn't opening up the camp. You want to know why she's opening up the camp? Because she's dead. But they don't know that. And Prue tells them, well, that doesn't end it. It just stalls it. Stalls it. And Leo said, look, Y'all need to get go to Book of Shadows and figure this out and move on. Like this isn't about Sam, this ain't about your mom. And Phoebe's like, this comes from this is said like an unfeeling professional, but this is personal for us, Leo. And Piper goes, Leo doesn't do personal anymore. He just does his job. Pew pew pew. And pew, like pew. the fuck what he is. And now that I did it, I'm out. And he warms out. Pew 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 pew. I was like, damn, there's still some tension there. There is definitely. Uh, get out of your feelings. There's some tension there. It's hot. It's, it's kind of hot. So Phoebe says, well, now that he's gone, you can explain why all of this doesn't phase you, Prue. We're talking about the fact that our mother was killed. So even though we have already seen Mrs. Johnson die in the previous scene, they hear Mrs. Johnson screaming for help while Phoebe is trying to Get Prue to open up why none of this phases her about, like, the fact that her mom was killed. We're back at the lake. Like, why is she acting so cold and heartless? But then She's we hear... Girl beating her, girl. Yeah. And I feel like we saw this in season one. Like, they always tried to ask these questions in, like, the worst moments ever. Hey, how come you don't have... How come you can't regulate your emotions? I don't know. Maybe because I was never taught. Like, when you think about Prue, definitely got the short end of the stick. She saw her mom get wrapped up in a body bag. Grams ain't even show up. Which, I mean, like, granted, like, I, I wouldn't expect Grams to be at camp, but the way they made it seem like Grams just called some dude and was like, come get my child. Her dad was a bum. Bobby would have showed up. The fact, wow. The fact that she's able to succeed and thrive the way she has is definitely kudos. Kudos. And like, again, they like they were Piper was gaslighting her about the reality of their situation. Because like, let's be honest, 
am I the only one who's thinking like this? Like, okay, granted, Piper is over here. She's like, here's the penis for me. Here's another penis for me. And another one, and another one, and another one. She's just collecting men. And, like, right now, she has, like, Dan on the hook and uh, Leo, like, waiting in the wings, no plan intended. And, like, her, and, like, P3 is, again, a semi-successful bar. So her life is going good. But, like, let's be honest. You are still a young witch, and you do this every day. The possibility of you dying at an early age is very real. And the fact that, like, I get not wanting to, like, think about it, but you can't deny the reality of it. Yeah. I mean, look how many times Dean died. Not even just that. And, like, the season finale... Um, of of the first season, like she did die. They both died multiple times. <laughs> multiple yeah, times. they di- like they, like <laughs> like Phoebe died. Then Piper died. Like everybody kept dying except for Prue. And it's just like y'all, like bro. <laughs> I think y'all Piper's, be more careful. Piper's way of dealing I think with her trauma is to put in a box and seal it up and put it on a shelf and I feel like that's kind of how I do it like I don't want to address it it's we, we've handled it to a point the situation is ended let's just move on put in a box seal it up put it on the shelf and I feel like maybe Prue tries to do that but doesn't do it but Prue well. can't do that right like Prue can't compartmentalize because Phoebe need money or the house needs this or like we got a demon hunt or Bucklands is like about to go bankrupt. Like Prue don't got time to do anything. Like she barely had time to grieve Andy's death before these bitches were like, hey, yo, get to getting. Start waving them hands around, stupid. What's wrong with you? Poor Andy. R.I.P. Andy. Hmm. So they go and they go to the dock and Phoebe's trying to, she's standing on the edge and she's telling her to like, or her meaning Mrs. Johnson to give me your hand, give me your hand. And Prue, she's calling to Prue, but Prue starts thinking about her mom dying and them zipping up the body bag and she freezes and Sam gets off, is screaming and telling him to get off the dock. Because that's not really her. The demon has taken her over. And then you see Mrs. Johnson kind of bubble back down and go underwater. And Phoebe's like, kind of shook up about it. And Sam is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? I told you guys to stay away from the lake. It only kills in the water. And why didn't you listen to me? Nobody ever listens. I don't remember Sam saying that. Do you remember Sam saying that? The only thing I remember him saying to Prue is like, get away. It's not safe. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember him like saying, you know, it only kills in the water. Like, I just thought like, oh, get away. It's not safe because a boat has capsized and this dude has fallen in and you don't know why the dude has fallen in. So just stay away from it. Not, hey, there's a demon and maybe you should stay away from the lake. Like, come on, Sam. You're not doing a good job of the white lighter. No wonder I mean, she's dead. No, I take that back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe if he used his words, we would have a better outcome here, okay? White lighters are very emotional. Just wanted to. Just very emotional. 
<laughs> Don't give you me see? that look. Me that I'm look. not giving you no look. I'm just saying, like, you keep telling me I'm ruining the show for you, but the more you keep peeling back that onion, Shrek, the more you see it. I'm just saying, like, you never, like, explained yourself. Like, when she said call 911, he disappeared. And I feel like that would have been the perfect moment to be like, hey, 911 can't do nothing for him. It's a demon, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. Like, that would have been the perfect time to have the conversation. And the fact that, like, you're yelling at me because I was supposed to assume that you screaming get away from the dock was there's a demon that only attacks you when you get near the lake. So you need to stay away from the demon because once it takes you down, it also then takes over your body. Like, I couldn't get all of that from get away from. Do I tell Sam? We know who you are. And Sam is like, I'm not crazy. Like, I know that's what the townspeople say, but that is not who I am. And Piper's like, we know you work with our mother. And Phoebe goes, I lost her. I was like, all right, Phoebe, I need you to. I don't I can't take Phoebe seriously, like, when she gets upset. I just, well, this is the I want to say seen her dad in Mad Long and was willing to, like, risk it all. <laughs> like, just throw away, every, I mean, she hadn't really worked for much, but just throw away everything that the girls had worked for because it was their I dad. I feel like, if I'm being honest, this is, we start seeing, like, a flash of evil Phoebe in the scene. Because, mm. like, when she walks away from him and is, like, why are we still dealing with him? That is some villain ass shit. That line delivery was pure villainy. And I was like, oh, that's your evil past life showing its head. Because I feel that like Phoebe with an active power, like evil Phoebe with an active power would have thrown a fireball at him. You killed my mom. You were the reason why my mom died and you useless now. Goodbye. Phoebe's a villain, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sam, for his credit, explains um basically finally explaining about the demon. Like it takes over the, the victims' bodies. You and he's basically like, you need to go. And Peru is like, you have to tell us everything that there that you know about the demon and how to kill it. And Sam is like, you want to know what I know? Y'all suck. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't got this shit. Y'all gonna go down just like your First mama all, did. He, he looked directly at the back of Phoebe's head and said, your powers ain't strong enough, you dumb bitch. You ain't got nothing. You weak. You ain't got no hands. All you got is that one high yah. You ain't got nothing. hi You he ain't shit. You ain't never gonna be shit. He said, I know you'll let your emotions get in the way and you'll lose focus and you lose your life. And that's what I know. And I was like, damn. Damn. He he she then is like, bitch, you don't know me. You don't know what I can do. Clearly, y'all ain't do shit in the last 20 years, and we're gonna fight this demon. And he says, You're strong and you're willful, just like your mom, just like Patty. And he's like, I'm nothing like my mother. And he's like, But you're here, just like she was. I mean, yeah, he's like, look, you can, you can either get on board or you can walk. We about to kill this motherfucking demon with the power of three. Hi-ya! And Sam is like, get down like lay down. And that's when Slam, that's when, excuse me, that's when Sam blows the magical Mickey. 
And it was so, I feel like the way he delivered these lines was so insidious. He was like, now you're going to go home. You're going to go directly to bed. Wake up tomorrow. You're not going to remember coming to the lake, discovering demon or meeting me. And I can't let it happen again. Because he's been saying the same sentence to different women for 20 years. Oh, you're not the charm ones. Y'all not Patty's kids. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Oh my god. <laughs> the next morning, they all the girls all walk out walk out their rooms. They're really, really groggy. Prue's like, I fell asleep and suddenly it's Thursday. Piper is scratching her arms. And Phoebe's like, hey, that looks like the time Prue got poison ivy. The, side, like, that, the side effects are legitimately what happens after you've been roofied. Fucking criminal. <laughs> Again, guys, I'm, two men wrote this episode. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I am not surprised. <laughs> not at all. So, nobody saw a problem with like, hey, let's put a date rape line in here and have the girls I mean, this like, reenact the 90s. it. You know, sometimes you're Japanese and sometimes you're not. It's the 90s. You're right. I'm the one bugging out. The doorbell rings and it's Dan. Ah, oh, it's Dan. He has two bowls of cereal and a bottle of orange juice. And Piper's like, "What the fuck is this?" Which day? How oh, much did, did you give? Hear? How much did he give that she don't remember the conversation from that morning? Because <laughs> I feel like he should have only given enough to erase the fact that they went to camp. But how did like he wiped out her entire? And I feel like. It has to be longer than that because I feel like that they've been having breakfast cereal for a while. I'm laughing because he went in his pocket and all I keep thinking about was like, I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And I mean, what's, what's that? I mean, when you think about that though, like pocket full of sunshine definitely was about some drugs. (laughs) <laughs> and what did he use on them a supernatural <laughs> Mickey so he has breakfast she does not remember and Dan is like well is there anything I can do because you you obviously don't look good and here comes cock block and Leo Orbin and is he like Orbin first of all how did Dan not see that bright light just like flash behind her door like <laughs> Girl, do you see Lizzie looking at her beauty that nothing else mattered? I guess. Okay. (laughs) She tells um, Dan, hold that thought, freezes him, closes the door, turns to Leo, and she's like, Why are you checking up on me and Dan? We talk about this. Like, you are not allowed to orb into this house anymore. Love don't live here no more, bitch. You abandoned me. And Leah was like, um, oh, again, I don't care about food. that whack ass motherfucker. It ain't personal. You told me. Right. He was like, why are you not at the lake? And Peru and Phoebe are like, what lake? Because, you know, everybody's cock blocking my girl. You know, and what's Leah's- 
What's crazy? Gigo says they never closed down the lake. A yes, woman is dead. A woman is dead. And the cops are like, oh, well, another lake murder. Wait, first, so who's running the lake? So, like, the camp counselors are there without the owner. Like, at that point, who who has stepped in to be Mrs. Johnson? You know what? Your your point about them kids being an SVU episode might be true because like why would they be like them off and there's no owner? You know what? You know what? Who uh, is greeting them of, on the? As care counselors, a lot too, as daycare like, <laughs> for childcare, yo. You know what? Childcare is expensive, and I already I put out this money. I'm just thinking about that. I probably would still drop him off if his daycare. I'm like, oh well, there's a counselor here. See you later, kiddo. But even then, like the counselors aren't like, where's Miss Johnson? Like, do have we not realized that Miss Johnson is under the sea? No, under okay. the sea. <laughs> Yo, this episode is so fucking rude and disrespectful. Oh gosh, oh, you have no manners. Mm-hmm. And so, when I was looking at them like, oh shit, he, the fact that he automatically knew, like, that's what caught me. I was like, how often do y'all use this shit? That Leo looked, I was like, he did that shit. You know, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm this about to make, I'm about to ruin it for y'all. I'm really am. So, okay. I you feel like every I feel like every white lighter got a charge. They they like yo, y'all can sprinkle dust on anybody, but not her, not them. And Sam broke the rules. I feel like everybody knows. Like that's my bitch. Don't fuck with my bitches. Y'all can dust any one of them charges. My Australia charge, dust her. I don't care. But my San Francisco charges, oh, you leave them the fuck alone. Ew, you think they'd be passing around charges? It's men. And I want, I mean, I listen to the One Tree Hill podcast enough to know, like, probably yes. If the writer's room had their way, probably yes. Oh my God, they probably be sitting up there like, y'all see the boobs on this one I got? That's why in the back is like, I called tips. I'm sorry, y'all. Is that why the elders are mostly men? And like one woman, like <laughs> one Karen. It's mostly men and like I say, Andrew Taylor Green. Too. Yeah, oh, this makes sense. Here you go, ruining another thing. I feel like I'm not gonna be able to watch that without thinking, like, who got dibs on this? One? I mean, this is a like. I, I mean, Leo got charges all over the world. He all was ludicrous before ludicrous. I got who? He just the fact that he was just like he did like he hadn't even been in the house for like a minute and a half, and he automatically knew that they had been roofied. That blows my mind. That's just I am shocked. He, like, he must have used the dust. What does? Like, first of all, the fact that you... <laughs> I would have much rather him say angel dust before he said supernatural me. <laughs> like, please. 
Like, Nanny, I feel like he tried to blame it on a mom. He was like, he must have got, you know what? He didn't even, he didn't even answer that. Hold up, because he says, Leo goes, he must have gotten it from, and Prue says, mom, he never says yes or no. He then goes, good, the effects are fading. I need you to concentrate for it to bring it back. Because he didn't get it from a mother. That shit, they passed it. Ray, why did you do this? <laughs> said yeah it's something that your mom concocted he just changed the subject and like a fuck boy he changed the subject really well like they they never even went back to the fact that they had been supernatural mickey by dust he didn't even like pull it out of a plastic bag bro he had that shit had it in his <laughs> pocket in and not even like the small pocket that you know you have on your jeans he had it in the big pocket you mean the fifth pocket he had it in the See, the fifth pocket is for your cocaine, so you can't have that in there. You have to have your other dust in the big pocket. <laughs> he literally he put his hand in his pocket. How much dust? Like, so does he not wash his? Like, how are you just walking around with like raw? Like, your dust is raw dog in your jeans, bro. Yo, they had Levi's. They had Levi's. That's why the fucking dust didn't work. It was like the threading from the Levi jeans, the, <laughs> the, um, dust, the, the dust. dust, just like the um, debris from his work? nail. You know why it didn't work? Because he hasn't been a white lighter in 20 years. So that's old dust. This shit's not as potent. Because he didn't get it from the mommy, got it from the white lighters. And because he, he clipped his wings, he wasn't getting a re-up. Who was gonna read him up? Leo? Yo. <laughs> I gotta have so many, so many questions because it was just in his pocket. So does he not wash his pants? I mean, I'm like, how often is he dusting people that is just sitting in his pocket? Like he's prepared at all times to give people Mickey's. And then for him to be like, oh, then we, they initially were like, oh, we know who you are. He was like, oh, don't believe what the town people say about me, bro. I'm shocked and appalled. <laughs> it took me two like watches to put that shit together. Just being like, they was out here dusting bitches. <laughs> they had to be like, I can like. It's not because like I feel like magical dust is needed because let's say a mortal or a non-magical being stumbles upon magic. Right. You want to like dust right. them so they forget some type of MIB shit. But the fact that they literally said it is a date rape drug, it is a supernatural Mickey means that you guys were using it for the wrong reasons. It's just, it's just literally it's that. It's the fact that within a minute, Leo already knew what it was. It's the fact that that shit was kept in his pants. It was raw dog. It was just like in his pant pocket. And it's the fact that when he initially met the girls, he was like, don't believe what the townspeople say about me. They, I know what they saying. Like, yo, I be going out. I go to the bar. Sam was always there drunk. And I never know what happens. Like, I never know. Like, 
it's always the best leap that I ever get. But I can't tell you what I had that night. Like, I literally cannot. But it's always when, it's always the night Sam is there. And he disappeared like a um, white lighter, too, because how he run away so quickly the first time he met Peru? Don't blink. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yo, men are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh... Piper's like, oh shit, Dan is on the other side of the door. She unfreezes him and she's like, I know we were supposed to have breakfast this morning, but I'm really not feeling up to it. And Dan is like, I'll cook for you while you scratch. And she's like, well, I also have family stuff going on. And Dan's like, I understand. You always got family stuff going on, bitch. There's only three of y'all. How y'all have this much drama? Because he probably like, he's probably like, Jenny told me about Phoebe. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Jenny probably gave him Jenny probably told about Phoebe he was like yo I understand completely so tomorrow he said he they were gonna do another like breakfast date that is so cute oh I used to do breakfast date. breakfast dates are the best and he was even first of all breakfast dates are like for people to figure out if they really want to fuck with you or not apparently but I guess it's romantical once y'all get here I like breakfast. Okay, so. (laughs) So, Piper tells Dan, I feel like I could tell you anything. And and then he leaves. Leo, of course, is being a bitch. And he was like, you can't tell me a witch. Well, Piper first says, except that there's a demon. And Leo, as the salt to her wound, is like, and that you're a witch. And he was like, ah, that was me being, that was me being spicy. And she was like, like, nah. Oh, that was the truth. And I'm like, girl, this is your true love in another life. That means he has to have known that, he has to know that you're a witch. You have to eventually get comfortable with him to know that, for him to know your secret. So, of course, I'm not going to let the dude who I've only been dating for, what, two months know that I'm a witch. But the person I've been with. For like five years, gotta know something. But you know, but Dan, you I'm know. Guessing, that's too much. Like, right? So, Prue and Phoebe have concocted a plan that they are going to um, use the powder that Sam used on them to Mickey the kids, and that would help I them temporarily forget that they want to go into the water. Uh, Piper can't go because she's contagious. Um, so she has to stay. And then they're also going to look in the Book of Shadows, see if there's anything about the demon that they can use to kill them, to kill it, him, her, I don't know. So they go to Sam's place and Sam is sharp. It's like randomly sharpening an axe, which is very like, okay. You don't want to chop water, you dumb dickhead. Right. It, it's, it mm, doesn't make any sense. But Sam, when they, when they go to Sam's place... <laughs> The first thing Sam goes, I knew I should have. All this is making sense now. He goes, I knew I should have given you a stronger dose. <laughs> and Prue goes, well, you put me and my sister in danger. You risk innocent lives. And how could you? And Sam was like, look, I just wanted to protect you and your sisters. And if that meant y'all getting roofied and y'all got roofied. And Prue was like, how could you just sit here and watch them die? People that you are meant to protect. And Sam's like, I don't know if you got the memo, but it's been two decades since I've been a white lighter. 
And Prue's like, but you always will be a white lighter. And Sam starts kind of like downing on himself. Like he's only made their life difficult. Um, what matters most to him was taken away from him 20 years ago. And you think like he's not here to watch. He's, you know, he's been waiting for them to come because he knew that when they came that they would try to fight the demon. And because they suck at being witches that they would die. And Prue like, goes, you but you couldn't save my mom. So why do you think, like... They're going to throw that in his face every opportunity they get. And, like, you know what? Fair. I just feel like, no, I feel like this man... I mean, besides roofing them, he just opened up to you. Like, I lost the love of my life two decades ago. I knew that you guys were going to come back. And I, I know that Patty did not want her kids to go down the same path that she did. And I wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. And the first thing out of her mouth is like, but you couldn't say moms. What made you think you could say that? It's like, you hear anything I said, bitch. I mean, it's his fault that Patty's dead. So, like, we'll get there when we get there. But yeah. Facts is facts. So they get the powder from Sam. Um, Prue says to him, like, we really need you to help you help you. We really need your help to help defeat the demon. And he says, I'm going to try to face my demon. But the question is, can you face yours? And I'm like, oh, I feel like it's just been shots fired all episode. Like everybody got something sassy to say back to everybody else. Like, Jesus. Why? <laughs> The um, like the rapid fire and like the Chandler Bing of it all is very good. Yes, yes. So while they're getting ready to roofie the kids, Piper and Leo are in the kitchen, uh, and they can't find anything in the Book of Shadows. You see, like Leo, like flipping the Book of Shadows with his hands, his magical hands. Oh, he's hovering. Yeah, he's hovering over the Book of Shadows and like. Speed through, like reading it magically. Yeah. yeah, but he couldn't find anything on the, on the demon. And I mean, Piper who was going to write anything to... about the demon? The person who was going to defeat it died. So why would it be in the book? And we all know Graham's didn't fucking follow up on this shit. So why would it be in the book? Y'all could so like Piper don't waste the time. Tells <laughs> <laughs> Leo that she doesn't. That he doesn't have to stay with her, and that um. Looks of sympathy aren't in your job job description. I I didn't know this. I don't know if this is ever brought up, but we find out that Leo tries to heal Piper's poison ivy rashes, but it didn't work. And it's really not up to him whether or not he can save a life or heal somebody. It's up to the powers that be. And that to me is bananas. That so is... why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't like okay? Why wouldn't Sam be like? Why couldn't Sam save mom if he was there? Like, why was it her destiny to die? Right. So it's like, what was, what's the purpose of having a white lighter if, like, the powers that be like, you know what, we thought about this. They not really worth saving. She had her chance. She blew it. Right. Like, so, I don't know. It's just... The white, I mean, the elders punished Patty by letting her die. Because she had Paige and trying to keep it from them. And her and Sam was fooling around. <gasps> oh my god, this gets more and more ominous every like 15 minutes of this episode. <laughs> y'all thought y'all got away with it. But you didn't. But you didn't. 
Oh my God. Cause yeah, that doesn't make any sense. He saw her drown. Did he attempt to, he attempted to save her and couldn't. The elders are the worst. They killed your mom. They really are the ones who killed your mom. Guys, I'm sitting here in shock right now. Oh my God. Why Wait. would you do that to me? I apologize. Look, man, we we watch enough SVU and like investigation discovery, a little bit of oxygen. We knew where this was going. We knew where this was we going. We knew. So it's Leo always the tells, husband. Yeah. Leo tells Piper that the reason why that he couldn't heal her poison ivy ratchets is because there's she was meant to be here and she's going through like the wash that she just did and she finds the no letters. I don't think it washed yet I think she was just grabbing the dirty clothes to put it in the wash or the, okay because, yeah, because, yeah. then it would be dirty yeah, it'd be runny the letters would so, be destroyed yeah yeah so the letter um when the letters Ooh, read the <laughs> dear Sam <laughs> Where are you? It's been two weeks since you were last here. And I wonder, are you all right? Do they have you off guiding someone? And I wonder... They got you with another bitch to San They got you with somebody else. They got you with her. I know it. I know it. You're supposed to be my white lighter, not hers. Come home, Sam. Sorry. Come so home to be sharp. <laughs> He's a good man, Savannah. He's a good man. Uh, this shit has gone off the rails. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Wait, so yo, y'all don't want me to get medication because this shit will stop. I think like it would unlock more insanity though i feel like it would unlock a part of your brain that has just been sitting there like don't think about me in the corner <laughs> not this being uh moon knight <laughs> i've never seen moon knight you haven't watched it yet no oh i mean you have two children a husband a job and you know other yeah. a life so it's so hard to keep up with everything that's like on TV now. It's crazy. So many freaking apps. So we're at um, we're at the lake again, and Phoebe is trying to get the kids to like not want to go in the lake, and she's like Red Rover, thumbs up, seven up, land yards, and the black kid is like, "Bitch, my mom ain't pay all this money to fucking do this shit if you don't put me in this goddamn lake." So to be fair. At sleepaway camp, you don't go in the lake the first day because they legally, like, I don't know if you can swim or not. So we need to figure that out first. You probably go to the lake, like, your third day there because that's when they start doing, like, the assessments or making sure the kids who actually can swim should be there. So y'all could have just said that. I don't know any of this. Yeah, I mean, you just can't have kids in the lake right then and there. Shit. Mm, I don't know this stuff. So Prue, so Phoebe does not have these kids under control, but Prue comes in and then all Prue's badassery, she's like, Shh. and that's it. <laughs> and, well, I could have done that. Then you should have done it. 
Phoebe, yeah, and then she she says, did you get the powder? I feel like these kids are going to remember, like, when they remember, they're going to be like, Mom, there was this weird girl here who asked her other weird girl, did you get the powder? And then we don't remember anything else after that. Like, they definitely no. told their parents they were Mickey. Like, why does she always scream out magical shit before magical shit happens? Or while magical shit's happening, I need Phoebe to, like, Phoebe will use her noggin, and we know this, no, all right? No, not at all. So, uh, and Phoebe has this, like, strange aggression towards Sam, which I feel like if anybody would have an aggression towards Sam, it would be Prue. I literally watched her get zipped up because of you. I need to put my hands and feet all over your face, but she doesn't. Because Sam comes in... And she's like, you didn't have to bring him. And it's like, this weird aggression. Like, I feel that like, else has it. I'm going to shoot her bail because Sam buttoned his stupid ass nose and it's the reason why she doesn't know her mother. Like, at least Piper and Prue have memories of her. Phoebe okay. has none. So she's just like, it's literally your fault. I never met my mom. So okay. Okay. I would have to smoke for him. I can see that then. Thank you for the perspective. So the phone rings and it's Jack and she completely forgot about the conference with Mr. Fujimoto at noon. But Jack decides to conference her in. And again, I have always said I love it when she goes into her, uh, what is it called? She's, she's not an like, auctioneer. But she's just like I mean, historian bag. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I have the object in front. And like, recalls everything about this she was in horse. The elevator with with that um carousel, with the carousel horse. horse for like and 20 it was seconds i was able to recall the fact that there was a it was a jewel choker on it oh my gosh and it came from 1939 from the um new york uh state fair yada 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 and, she, and jack and- cuts her off and starts speaking in japanese and it kind of, that kind of pissed me off because I feel like she had it in her back. Like she was flexing her historian muscles and Jack cut her off. And like, I, I don't know, like Japanese mansplained. It just annoyed me because she wasn't stumbling or fumbling. Like she was literally recalling the memory of this horse. And Jack talks to Mr. Fujimoto in Japanese. And then the paperwork is done because he has closed the sale. And Prue asked him, like, well, then who are you going to credit as a sales agent? And he's like, you don't trust me? And Prue hangs up on him. And I would have done this. I probably would have cursed him. That's the same thing. I would have hung up on him. Like, it was just, it wasn't a, and I feel like, I don't feel like he was doing it to be underhanded. I feel like he was doing it to show Prue, like, oh, I'm not just some eBay reseller. But that wasn't the time to do it. And I feel like, why didn't this come up in, like, our conversation yesterday? Why are we now hearing about this? Right. Like, why are we not hearing that you know about Japanese? Ugh, whatever. So she hangs up the phone, and now we see Phoebe blowing the powder on the kids. And she tells the kids, go to bed. Water is bad. Land is good. Um, and you don't have to talk to them like they're, like, they're, they don't have all their mental faculties. And I'm just like... They're children. They're not dumb. <laughs> like, talk to me like I got some sense, lady. 
Yeah. It's uh, like the Halliwell baby voice has its time and place, and this wasn't it. Not at all. So Piper and Leo are reading the letters. Um, and you're just finding out that like there is love between Sam and Patty, and that they like Patty understand that there's gonna be difficulties and understand that this isn't like a normal relationship. But there's only Sam for Patty. Aww. And them two are like looking at each other. And Piper says, I wish I could have written that. And Leo's no, she's like, like, it's like I could have written these. And and yeah, and Leo says, I wish you would have, or I wish you had. And Piper's like, but it wouldn't have changed anything. It, it there's there's nothing to change. But we do find out um that she did write her, write him a letter about the water demon. Mm-hmm. And she tells Sam, do not come to the lake. The demon is too strong. And I don't want to risk losing you, uh, not for myself or for anybody else that you protect. And I need to face this demon. I think I can face demon by myself. And I'll be home in time for dinner to see my girls and to see you. But she never comes home. And she says... And I feel that, like, Piper was more wrapped up in, like, the romance of it all versus mm-hmm. this is literally the last thing my mama wrote. Yeah. But she asked too. Stand she up. Says, Stand up. She says, where was dad? And I'm like, where the fuck do you think your father was out there being a hoe? Like, that's such a weird question to ask. Where was dad? Your dad has never been around. Why do you think? Bro, why do you think he would have been around now? And Leo's like, well, we got to go. Your sisters need to know about Sam and your mom and about this Do demon. They? Like, I didn't think they did. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but whatever. <laughs> and she's like, how do we, she goes, how do we get there in time? Can you, is it breaking the rules? And Leo's like, what rules haven't we already broken? But I have to hold I love you. how they oh. break in against the rules, but orbing your charge to the scene of a demon is. <laughs> like, it probably is against the rules, but the elders are like, ah, well, they do so much good for the world. So we're just not. Oh, you mean it's like the college football team? They bring home the championship every month. <laughs> we're just not going to say nothing. Mm. And that's probably why they didn't even like make that big of a fuss because when Sam was like, oh, I'm not going to be a white lighter anymore. They were like, mm, you fucked up with Patty. Who else you date? Sam does some lawsuits. You go. <laughs> right? Get out of so here, Juan Dixon. <laughs> if Juan Dixon wasn't here! He would just make you play basketball because he doesn't care about your well-being. Allegedly. Awkward. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. So we cut into Prue and Sam having a conversation about the demon, and Prue is trying to figure out how was mom going to vanquish the demon. And Sam is like, I really don't know. Like, my only concern was that I failed. She's dead. What else do you want from me? <laughs> and that's when Leo and Piper appear and Prue was like, bitch, I told you to stay home because you are contagious. Which, is she still contagious? I mean, Leo should be able to heal her now since she's serving her purpose. 
Um, yo, these elders out here just ridiculous. They're horrible people. You got you got terminal cancer, but we need you to like die. <laughs> like what? You got a whole white line. Your white line is like, oh, I tried to heal you, but the elder said. No, <laughs> it's it's time for you to go. Could you imagine? It's, Could it's you, for the greater good. Could you, uh, yeah, a whole white lighter, and this white lighter telling you that your terminal cancer is for the greater good, bro, bro, yo, you have ruined jobs for me. Your sacrifice will lead to the <laughs> to cancer being healed. So you gotta go. You saying that you gotta. Me? You dying brings forth the seventh son of the seventh son. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so Pooh's like, "Bitch, I told you to stay home because you are contagious." And Piper's like, "Sam, he loved our mom. I found the letters. They fell in love." And Leo is like, "What does it have to do with the mission?" <laughs> I know Leo's like, "Let's wrap it back in." <laughs> and we're just basically trying to figure this up. He's like, you know. In the letter, she told you to stay away, not to go to the lake. And Sam just basically says, look, I know what she told me. I should have followed the rules. I should have not gone. I was in love. I distracted her. She never would have died. And every day since then, I've been blaming myself. He's like, I wake up for a second and the light is shining through the window. And I think Patty's still here with us. But then that second passes and I know that she's dead. I was like, damn. Damn. Uh, it's definitely your fault she died, so I don't feel no way for you. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry because it's your fault, but you know what I mean. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yo, you're so lucky. You're so lucky I forgot what I was going to say. So, If it comes back to me, I'll say it. But like... Okay. And again, they're trying to get Sam to like remember how mom was going to kill the demon and he just cannot. And Prue goes, well, I know somebody who can relive her last moment. Hold you up. can't even hear mom's name without flinching, but you want me to relive her last moments? And like, you know what? I have I'm to watch it in real me. time. You just get in a flashback. So. Oh, she doesn't see her mom die. She only sees the body in the back. Phoebe now has to like relive her mom dying. And I want to say it was kind of underwhelming for me. I feel like season three, Phoebe, because in season three, it's an episode where she, her spirit connects with an indigenous person and he gets shot. And Phoebe's like, oh, I'm feeling it. I'm dying. Like season three. I think I said the episode last week. <laughs> a piece of it last week but I mean not even like the whole Patty dying was just so it didn't make any sense to me Sam knew that she it was, was a going suicide to... mission it was because you can't freeze water and if you're if you're the one holding on to like the jumper cables that you get electrocuted right so she was counting on Sam not listening to her and reviving her before she died so she could get home to her kids. But the elders is like, psych and Mike. <laughs> get her out of here. They're like the charmed ones seem to have a, uh, just a little sprinkle of trauma for this to all work. You're welcome, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
like the elders are villains and <laughs> it's i i'm telling the story i, I really believe that charms. If Patty had survived, there would have been no charmed ones. And then the world as we know it would not have existed in the charmed world. So Patty had to die. And then the girls needed that trauma to really like cement themselves as a charmed one. That's exactly what it was. So Phoebe relates what happened to Vision. She was holding something on the dock, like a wire. Um, Leo's like, oh, like a power cable. And Piper's like, well, that makes sense because electricity is the only thing that separates water particles. Um, who asked if would man would their mom's plan would have worked if she had finished it? And Sam said, absolutely. No, it wouldn't have. No, it didn't. Like, like, okay. We breezed past it, but Patty had the jumper cables in her hand r- ready to go. The demon was bubbling like your poop in the toilet, just boop, 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 waiting for you to like come get her. And um <laughs> And you know, I don't necessarily know if Sam killed her because she thought the demon was going to come out one way and the demon came out from behind her and Sam was like, hey, look out. And instead of looking at the demon, she looked at, she looked I at feel like either, either way, she would have been a goner. She killed herself and Sam helped her because like, you know, I'm about to kill this demon. Why are you calling my name? Patty! If you don't come... <laughs> If you don't orb over here and come help me. <laughs> so Piper goes, we all know that. <laughs> we know that the freezing power doesn't work against this demon. And Phoebe says, so we're going to use mom's plan. But one different that the witch at the end of the dock is not going to be the one with the power to freeze. And Prue goes, it's going to be my. And the look Phoebe gives her is like shock and horror, but also like thank God because I ain't got no active power. It can't be me. Like who else was it gonna be? Really, Phoebe? Who else was it gonna be? Ah. Uh. So they're at the. So they are ready to go. And Sam is telling Prue she, she doesn't have to do this and just focus. And Phoebe's like, I just have to focus on the demon, not about their mom. And Sam is kind of really happy to be like a white, li- not a white ladder, but to have somebody to protect again. And he says, you know, I forgot how good this feels. And they start walking to the dock. Leo asks him, how does it feel to be mortal? Sam says, well, why would you want to know? And Piper looks at Leo, like, why? Why are you bringing all... Like, this is the wrong time to be having this conversation. Read the room! (laughs) So they're going to face their demons. And Prue was like, okay, you're in the water. I know you've been waiting for this. I'm going to kill you. Like, she's, like, hyping herself up. And the water starts bubbling. And it happens just like their mom did. The demon does not come where Piper is looking. The demon is behind her. Piper screams out, Prue, behind you. The girls start running towards the dock. The water demon comes out from the water. And Sam runs past Prue and is like, no, not her. Take me. The demon takes him. He gets the power cables. They turn on the electricity. Sam gets electrocuted. He falls to the ground. And Prue is like, no, Sam. Sam goes, it's gone. It's gone. Leo tries to heal Sam, but again, the elders have said, fuck this bitch. 
And Sam is like, it's okay. It's time to go. I've done what I've been waiting to do. I kept it from happening and history won't repeat itself. And he's happy because he knows that he's going to see Patty again. Well, Patty's on the dock waiting for him. Not yet. He turns to Leo and tells Leo, don't lose her. And Patty's spirit appears in the dock smiling at her, smiling at him. And he's like, Patty, Patty. And Prue says, say this hi to me. This fucking wench ain't even happy. Her kids avenged her death. She here no. for some man. He dies. But then his spirit appears next to Patty. Like the, like the love bug. Like the little lightning bug in Princess and the Frog. Appears next to the <laughs> And then they disappear. And so what happens to his body? He's just like pushing off the dock. Probably. What happened to them kids? They still there in them cabins. Land good, water bad. They gonna have anxiety about water and never understand why. Like, what the fuck? Some poor kids have been traumatized, and the one kid who's gonna be able to see a therapist is like, <laughs> this trauma is like normally seen in people who have been subject to the date rape drug. <laughs> so Prue in all her badassery storms into her office at Buckland and she's like look bitch clearly you don't know my resume okay I have survived takeovers I have beaten back Bucklands from bankruptcy and I have had superiors who have come from hell to try to kill me bitch I don't know why you here I don't know what you're trying to do but you ain't gonna stop Prue Hallowell, bitch. And Jack is like, all right, can you just sign this? Can you just sign the con- the Fujimoto sale, the confirmation sheet? And she's like, you listed me as the sales agent? And, ah. Prue says she is so surprised that he did what he should have done as an ethical person that I want to take you to dinner. And Jack is like, but doesn't that break your rules of etiquette? And Prue says she has decided that mixing business with pleasure can can have its nasty consequences or it can bear some fruitful rewards. And Jack and, and they're getting closer ill. And he's like, so what's it going to be? Nasty or fruitful? And Prue yes. says, well, that depends on how you do at dinner. <laughs> I think if it was anybody else, I'd have been like, oh, that was hot. That was smooth. But because it's Jack, I was just like, yeah. they don't have, they don't have chemistry. He probably don't even use lube. He probably just uses spit. Ew. <laughs> he, he just don't. No. <laughs> oh, that was worse than me. <laughs> so we see Phoebe is in the manor with her sister Piper, and they're putting, or sh- I wouldn't say they, but. Phoebe is putting together like a little yeah and she has the pictures of her mom and at the back of it she's putting together the letters and Piper thinks that that's a really great idea that she did it and so they're talking about it and there's a we hear him jingle in do the girls not hear him jingle in nope because Leo orbs in Piper sees him but Phoebe doesn't and he kind of like it's like hey with his head like you want to go into the kitchen? And Piper's like, yeah, I'm going to get some tea. You want some tea? You want to get some tea? 
And Phoebe's like, yeah, go get some tea. And they go in the kitchen. They have this, like, talk. And, oh. It's kind of, like, sad. Because. Leo's like, we've been there. We've been through this before. Like, this isn't gonna, like, I love you, but I don't, like, I can't do this. I have a job to do. And he's Ooh. like, I know you're with Dan, but you can't tell him the truth. And I'm like, this ain't got nothing to do with Dan, boo-boo. But, like, she can't tell him the truth now. Now. Like, again, this is... It's, it's really fucked up that, like, y'all over here, like, throwing dirt on um, Dan's name. Like, of course, I'm not going to tell the person I've only been dating and have known for like mm-hmm. six months. I've known him for six months and we've been dating for two. He can't know my secret yet. But if this relationship is going to work, I have to be able to trust that this is somebody I can tell my secret to. And yeah. because he's her true love in another life, that means he already would know it and he would accept it once that secret comes out. So y'all were just shooting Dan in the knees for no fucking reason. We, are, we all know how you feel about Dan. And by putting another life. So they have agreed that because of the outcome of Sam and Patty, that they were lovers, they were white lighters, and it didn't work, that Leo was, is, which I feel like we've already had this conversation, but Leo is again leaving. We had leaving. conversation in season one when, uh, when Piper's like, I can't do this. Like, I right. can't wait for you to come back. And now she's really like, yo, see, like, Bro, why would <laughs> watching Sam go like out of his like lose his mind because he lost Patty and like you yourself being a witch and you not internalizing that and just being like, oh, it's the elders. No, bitch, it's literally the like realities of your life. You put yeah. yourself in danger every fucking week. There is a possibility that you will die. And we now know that the elders pick and choose who they want to save when they want to save them. So there's a possibility that y'all starting this relationship or going further in this relationship is going to end bad. And you have a direct fucking example with your mom. Something with your pussy not using your fucking head. <laughs> so Leo says... That he can't work with her. He can't even work with her. And so he's going to be leaving for an extended time because being around her, he can't do his job. And she's like, I can't do mine either. But I just don't know how to say goodbye. And then Leo's goodbye. Like, oh. And then he orbs out. And then Dan is at the back door with the bowls of cereal. And he's like, every time I knock on the front door, something happens. So I figured I would try something different. And he automatically notices oh, he's such a well written, well written man. He, he automatically like notices to an extent. To yes. an extent, he automatically notices that something's wrong with Piper. She's like, "I'm fine." He's like, "Are you sure?" Because you know you can talk to me. And she's like, "I I'm just not very hungry." And he's like, "Come on, give it a try." And he eats he he eats a Fruit Loop, and she gives a smile, and she's like, "Okay, I'll give it a try." Alluding to their relationship that they're going to give a try, but she looks back at where Leo just orbed out of. And as she's walking away, it faded. And the song, (laughs) I don't know if you had like a song, but I had a song. Um, Girl, you know I ain't had no damn song. 
I had a song. It was I Love You. Wait, did I do that backwards? Okay, I had Angels Would Fall as the opening credit by Melissa oh. Etheridge. And I had I Love You by Sarah McLaughlin as the end as the end scene. <clears throat> I did that backwards. Yeah. And I was just like, they, they not only did they have Melissa Etheridge, but they also had Sa- I was like, y'all were just trying to have me all in my 90, 1990 feels like, fuck. So I'm like feeling like this. Sorry, I thought I was singing the shot scene. <laughs> how would you rate all of the love matches? So I said, I still don't see it for Prue and Jack. Dan, Relax, my boy. You a tad too thirsty. Like, he's overeager. And I understand, like, you love her. And you just can't wait to, like, show her all that you have to offer her. But, like, let her come to you. Let, let, let her do some chasing. If he waited for her to do the chasing, it ain't never going <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. But also, like, he, you're cute. You're just, you're a puppy, and puppies are exhausting. Yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. And last but not least, I said, Patty fell in love with an idiot twice, that poor woman. Damn. I don't think, I don't think Sam was that bad. He wasn't that good. I mean, she was going to die anyway. She was going to die anyway. It was her destiny. But, okay, because it happened, right? It happened again with Prue. And was it Piper who screamed out, hey, like, look out? And then Prue looked out. Nobody told you, Patty, to look at Sam, okay? (laughs) Nobody told you to do this by yourself. She was going to die anyway. She was going to die anyway. That's why you need a coven, but you too good for covens, apparently. Why didn't you, like, why weren't you and Grams out here, um, par- like, teaming up? Like, they had summer camp, somebody, like, two-year-old Phoebe is with a babysitter. Let's go, like. They're probably out here getting some 1970 penis, like, she ain't worried about them kids. You're right. Grams is out here having many lovers yes the grand was not worried about no damn demons she was like i did my time fuck this shit <laughs> i i had my kids you know it's my time now <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, nice child. I i okay what do you think about um piper and leo I it's I understand that they are supposed to be the heart of the show, but it's kind of unrealistic for Piper to not really address the elephant in the in their relationship. Like we are literally looking at the direct cause and effect of white lighters and witches getting together. Like <laughs> your mom is like But that's not that's not Sam's fault. That is directly on the elders. I and I feel like that was a tidbit of information that nobody sat there and was like, hey, Sam, when you saw Mom, like when you pulled her out, did you try to save her? 
And I feel like Sam would have been like, I tried, but it didn't work. And then Piper could have, you know, spoken up and been like, yeah, the elders only save who the fuck they feel like it. And that would have been a whole completely different show because they would have revolted. But (laughs) that would have played in in season three when Mm -hmm. like Piper goes on strike. Mm hmm. That would have made, oh, that strike would have been so much more powerful. First you did this, first you're sweet, and now you're sour. It's just, it's a a plot hole that they don't address. Like, it wasn't really Sam's fault. I think they didn't know that they made. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think, like, nobody paid attention to this because, like, in future seasons, Lee will be out here. Piper get a paper cut. He'd be like, all right, here you go. Like, he just be healing her love. My baby right can't be hurt. My baby can't be hurt. It's so, so I feel like their love story is just so dramatic. I can't do my job around you. Neither can I. I can't. I can't tell you goodbye. I don't know how. Well, don't. It's so. I just feel like, man, you have been on this earth for so long. Get this shit right. <laughs> Yo, you've been out here as long as Captain America, and Captain America ain't as corny as you. He was kind of corny when he first came back. It wasn't until Bucky came back that he, like, maybe that's what he need. Maybe he need a Bucky. Like, come on. <laughs> You're so, like, <sighs> you know what? I don't feel safe around Leo. I'm not leaving my kids around Leo is all I'm saying. I'm just not. Because what he got in his pocket. <laughs> not even just that. That episode where they go into the past and Leo out there smoking weed and being a hippie with their grandma. Yo, you've been around for far too long, my guy. You've been doing too many drugs. You got access to too many things. You're, yo. You're a menace. <laughs> but do you have any Auntie Ray tidbits for us this this week? No, I think um I can just slide into Black Girl Magic. Um, okay. So, or do you want to do tweaks we'd make to the episode before Black Girl Magic? I think the Actually, biggest tweak I would have made to the episode was that that plot hole. But I think if there was a tweak to the to that plot hole, it takes out like Phoebe's being upset at Sam. It, it I think it unravels the rest of the episode. No, because um, she still like it comes at the end of the episode, so that that hatred and all that vitriol is still there. It it would give Phoebe some sort of closure and not have her be so okay. much of a bitch. Um, honestly, the only tweak I would make to the episode is actually the cold open. Um, okay. I would have Prue pull into the camp and then have the flashbacks, like, come to her, like, that way. Like, she's on her way back from the auction house and sees, like, the exit for the camp and pulls in. Ooh, versus, that would have been so much more powerful. Yeah. Versus her, her just, off. <laughs> Yeah, versus her just being there all, well, like, why is she at this camp? Why are you here? What are you doing? I like that. You could have even had like 
as she sees, you know, like the exit for the camp, like instead of flashing back to like trauma, but like maybe starting to flash back to like her as baby Prue playing at the camp. And then when she gets Mm -hmm. there and sees the lake, bam, trauma. I like that. Um, so for Black Girl Magic, um, how would I handle the conflict in the episode? Um, I really think the sisters should have had more understanding and came from a place of compassion, but with a little bit of urgency. They just dump all over Prue. She was seven and watched her mom get zipped up in a body bag. So like, there's trauma there. Like, what would have also made the episode better is if she was dusted as a kid. So she didn't remember that. Ooh, yeah. And then yeah. when she saw that guy drowning in the lake, it brings that's it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Since we, like, think- that's how dusting should work instead of just using it as a supernatural Mickey. They let, they they're like, you know what? You can handle that trauma, little girl. Keep the memory of your mom being zipped up. I think, I mean, villains. I- I feel like what they said to Prue or how they handled Prue has been consistent. <laughs> uh, I think Phoebe emotionally was too young to kind of like, she, her sense of anger is, I don't remember my mom. I never had a mom. Versus Prue being like, nah, I watched my mom get zipped up. And Piper, I think her standoffishness does come from a place of trauma. I just feel like all these girls need like supernatural therapy. <laughs> like, why ain't nobody hooked this up? <laughs> like, y'all got them over here. Just like, you know how there's like that... a a black girl therapy list. Why is there not like a supernatural therapy? Right. <laughs> Who do white lighters and witches talk to when saving the world gets to be too tough? <laughs> So I think, like, for that, I don't know if I necessarily would change it because I do feel like it comes from a sense of trauma. Um, Leo is just... He be popping in and just be all broody and, oh, my God, I love you. (laughs) All right, we get it, bro. Like, do something different. (laughs) I don't know. I just... I understand why he was needed to like move the plot forward, but like right now he's not he's not giving me anything. Whatever. And we need to also <laughs> sprinkle in a little bit of like the will they won't they of the Piper and Dan. I mean Piper and yeah, Leo relationship. Yeah. And it's just like we can do that, but we don't have to do it like this. This could be done so much better. Yeah. If you guys just give it the opportunity. But again, what do we expect from two men writing this? Two men in the 90s? Well then. <laughs> well then. So on to so Do you have anything else for us? Um, rating. I don't... You know, it was a solid episode. I'm going to give it an eight life fest. Wow. Um... I'm going to give this, I guess, a six and a half talk space ads. Wow. Because it's clear that Prue needed and needs therapy. And instead of getting the help that she deserves, y'all just keep calling her cold and heartless and like unfeeling. Ma'am, 
Like, I am literally walking my mom's footsteps, and y'all, y'all just want to act like we are, like all all is good in the world. Like, no, stop. <laughs> Instead of getting a help that she deserves, she's gonna fuck Jack. I mean, she got PTSD. Ugh. Uh, well, next People episode we see Darrow, and it's Miss Hellfire. So I'm excited. Um, we have. Anthony Sabato Jr. We Ooh. have Prue in the uh, the leather uh, halter, leather pants, and fur jacket outfit. Ooh, okay, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Miss Hellfire episode. So <laughs> more midriff from Prue. <laughs> I feel like they just pulled out like all the mischief that they can. I was like, this is going to be your character this season. Just deal with it, ma'am. Your your season is all halter top. Like yesterday was red. Today is gonna be black and leather. So you're gonna be hot. Your nipples are going to chafe, but you're gonna look so sexy doing it. And <laughs> you're also gonna wear like a like a heavy fur coat with slight Native American cultural appropriation accessories. But you're gonna be but, a sexy bitch doing it. Ah, I wonder if she got to keep the wardrobe when she left. Damn, man, it was so nice. I feel like she kept some things. I feel like they always keep some things. I mean, well, she didn't leave. Willing. I'm leaving here with something. Do you have anything um, else for us? No. Well, on that note, <laughs> some witches be hoes. Blessed be. <laughs>